Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. seems to get involved, He's, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined on this, the worst day of the week. Aaron Larson, you're joined. We agree on that, right? We disagree on the best day of the week, but we, we both agree that Monday is the worst. Mm. No, I think it's Tuesday, actually. Because hmm. at least Monday you get Monday Night Football. And you yeah. get the occasional, you know, if it's a if it's a national holiday, the banking holidays, you get a... You get a you get a Monday off. Tuesday is Tuesday's the worst. All right. Here's Monday else. you could be the start of something fresh and new, and Tuesday's just like, wait, there's still four more <laughs> You've days. You've been reminded work week. that you this are not fresh miserable. or new. <laughs> this is miserable. Monday. Monday is better than Tuesday. Huh. I feel like we might have had this conversation before, but you know what? I'm I'm the one thing I will say about Tuesday, if you have a Tuesday off, it means something incredible. like it means a lot. Like a four-day weekend with Tuesday being off is just amazing. Or if you can have like Tuesday be your travel day and you can just get home and be lazy the rest of that day, that Tuesday is pretty damn good. So you're going, on... you're going best four-day weekend is Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? I think Friday, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is your best four. Well, no, because you normally, like nobody, here's the thing with taking Fridays off. Most people work like half days anyway. So, like, you and I are not qualified to have this conversation. Fair, but like, <laughs> but most most people like on I when I remember when I was working my nine to five on Fridays I worked like ten to one. <laughs> maybe that, that's that why I didn't last it. very long in the nine to five. Maybe, but, that was, maybe that was even pushing it. <laughs> yeah, like you get there, you have like one task that you have to handle, and then from there it's just whatever. You know, just my sister just, actually just has Fridays off. Her job just they just don't work on Friday. I think we're I I've they've done some studies that have said that the four day work week is actually a lot more productive um, than the five day work week where Friday you would you would have off. But the only thing is, like, then Thursday becomes the Friday there. <laughs> would you be willing again? You and I are not qualified to have this conversation, but um, mm -hmm. I've heard a lot and I think I would have preferred this. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a nine to five. So I'm not sure. I mean, mm -hmm. that's not true. I mean, when I worked in, in radio, I worked Monday through Friday. It wasn't nine to five, but I, I worked Monday through Friday. Anyway, um, would you, what, what would you think about four tens instead of five eights for, uh, 
for days and hours. I think I would prefer four tens to five eights. Yeah. Like just always get Friday off, you know, work an extra two hours insofar as anyone actually works eight hours anyway, work yeah. 10 Monday through Thursday and then just have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Yeah. I think that's probably how I would prefer it. Um, Cause it, like, even given what we said about Friday, that most people work half a day on Friday anyway, like one of the toughest parts when I was working my nine to five was like waking up early, commuting, you know, getting dressed, all that stuff, commuting, like even eat, like what I used to say is, can I at least just work remote on Fridays? Like, can I just, you know, not come in? Cause getting dressed and all that stuff is, is just, and you know, I think at this point, the job, the last job that I had, um, the last nine to five that I actually had when I was a proposal writer, um, I, that should have been full-time remote. Um, and I think it probably is. I, I, I now have I'm no sure interest in like reaching out to like any of my old team or anything like that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I would be surprised if, that company is still paying for office space for people to go there and not interact in any real way with each other other than to like walk and get coffee. That was it. So, um, yeah, I think four tens is to me, like it's one fewer day of having to wake up early and get into the car and sit in all that traffic and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, give me, give me the, give me four of that, uh, a week and, and, balance out the ratio of days that I have to be somewhere early to days that I can just whatever, you know, my weekends. Yeah, I'm just very underqualified to even have this discussion. So my official opinion is I have no opinion. That's I just, fair. The only reason I know the only the only way that I know that the weekends are different. Is that your alarm to get to work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that well, that is um, the only the only way I know that that Friday, Saturday, Sunday are any different is other people are more available to do stuff. But yeah, I, they're all the same to me. It's either the basketball game or not basketball game is basically. Yeah, After tonight, oh, there will be yeah. no more basketball games. Yeah, I'm not doing well with it, by the way. This it's is not, like it's not good. We got the we got the trailer for winning time part two. So that's exciting. But that's not till August. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, the first season. But it, you know what it's going to feel like? And this is a bad reference, but it's going to feel like... Remember how we would just take... And I don't mean that's about winning time specifically, but remember how we would just look forward to any content during the pandemic? And they, I think it was... Yeah. Was it ESPN? I think they played horse, uh, like, remotely in people's home... Like, at people's home gyms and home courts, except they didn't send full crews out to film it. Uh, oh so my god people were I shooting them like on their this. just like with bad yeah. wi-fi i think the wi-fi at mike conley's house was terrible yeah and so it kept breaking well, or you know we we all got together to watch uh whatever the jordan documentary uh one last dance, last dance. Was, yeah mm -hmm. one last dance the last dance um like how starved for basketball content we were <laughs> that just sports we just... i remember i was staying up late to watch korean baseball oh yeah i did that too oh yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just missed sports so much that 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 was a thing. You know, I'm I'm a junkie. I'm a sports junkie. Um, it turns out. Uh, I guess we should figure out what we're going to talk about today, or at least explain it. Um, sure. This is, I think, tonight is going to be the final game of 
the 2022-2023 season. Um, I, you know, Denver is, is just way better. Uh, they got, Miami got as much as they could have gotten. I mean, they didn't shoot as historically great as they have in games that they've won. But, like, you know, there were some shenanigans that went on there, I would say, with, with some iffy calls. And and it was a home game and stuff, and it just didn't matter. Denver Denver won easily, and I just, I, I, I think they blow it out tonight. It's one of those 48-minute celebrations um, to, to, to wrap up their season. I am rooting for uh, Miami tonight. I mean, yeah, because you want more basketball. That's part of it. And I was rooting for Miami in the series. Um, yeah. But I did say it was going to be Denver in five. So I want to be do right. You, how do you do the, like, so what do you do the math of if the Lakers lose to a team, you want that team to go out and win a championship? No. Because then you can at least say that, like, no. the only team that the you best. lost to. No, I don't want to lose to the best. This, this is, You're petty? I, this is across all sports for me. If my team loses, whoever beats them, I want terrible things to happen to them, and I want them to suffer yeah. all sorts of indignities. No, yeah. I don't want Denver to win. I also have a thing where I don't want new teams getting championships in the NBA. <laughs> Maybe that's petty. That is part. I don't think just you know, if a team beats you, you, you want them to lose. I don't think that's petty. But it, maybe it is petty that I don't want any new champions. Right? Like the Denver all these years, they've never won. No, you don't get to win. I don't want you to win. Suffer. <laughs> you, you, I don't want you winning one. You don't get, you don't get to join the club. Um, so I'm rooting for Miami for those two reasons, but also very specifically. So I think tonight, we can, we can, we can uh, correctly assume that you did not uh, enjoy how the new CBA is put together because mm -mm. it is basically demanding for like <laughs> that like, everybody the NBA gets is to be better win if the Charlotte Hornets win a title. No. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but also, uh, I am, yes, I do want more basketball and I'm rooting for Miami. The other side of the ledger is I picked Denver in five, so I want to be right. But I think the main thing for Miami, especially tonight, is uh, a friend of mine. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put her business out in the street like that, but she has, I won't say who it is specifically. I will put her business out in the street, but I will not say who it is specifically mm -hmm. because it, it's somebody that I would guess most of these people that are listening to the show are, are familiar with. Um, she has, uh, she placed a wager before, and maybe, maybe she said this publicly, I don't know, but she placed a wager on the series that is plus 9,000, which was it's Denver and six, but she has each of oh, the games. She right. tweeted it. Okay, yeah. cool. So she has each individual game mm -hmm. uh, selected. So she has the first four games she's had. Correct. Yeah. And so she has, you know, the order of, of the winners. Mm -hmm. So she has uh, she has Miami tonight and then Denver in game six. So um, that's another fun reason to root for, for. We should all root for Miami tonight because I don't know how much she bet on it. That's her business. Yeah. Um, but plus nine thousand is 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 good. So I don't know what she's been texting me with the hashtag Claire Stradamus. I don't know if she's brought that to Twitter yet, but we're all rooting for Claire Stradamus tonight. That is business that you did just put into the streets. Okay. Well, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, you, you're the, you're the one that outed her to said who it was. Just well, like no, you she did tweeted with, the, just she tweeted the bad Harrison HIPAA violations. <laughs> I'm not Harrison's doctor. I can't, I can't, I can't violate HIPAA. Um, no, I, so quick tangent. Okay. And I, I look ridiculous. Do you see this stripe that's across my forehead? 
Do you see this thing? Mm, no, your camera's like, not that good. All right. Well, that's well, good. I, Be- yeah, no, I do. You mean that that wrinkle? Yes, I see that. No, no, not the wrinkle. Like there's oh. a there's a so I have a a, a tan line because I wore a hat backwards. We went to the lake yesterday oh. Oh. and wear a hat backwards. And I just I, I keep looking at yeah, myself and I think white, it's a kind more of white people stuff. Huh? Yeah. Well, yes and no, because I, it wasn't well, a lot of brothers at the lake, was it? Oh, the the actual going to the lake is the right. white people stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's white people stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So wearing a hat no, oh. wearing a hat backwards is not white people stuff. Continue. No, no, no. I, I thought you meant like the tan lines, you know. Oh no. Well, I mean that is white people stuff because I don't get tan lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I started burning late in life and I just I you know my for, for the vast majority of my life I never sunburned. And then like I'd say like five six years ago just all okay. of a sudden did you become more fair-skinned in your older age no no well you know what no getting tan lines is white people stuff one just because white people are the ones that have the the greatest ability to tan uh, or the fair skin or burn but, uh, burn or burn but also yeah. because all the activities that get you tan lines re- require white people stuff <laughs> Like going outside and seeing the sky, white people stuff. No, but a tan line requires. I mean, it's, it, the assumption is that you're going by some body of water and wearing a swimsuit, right? Or anything. Like I get tan lines over the course of like the summer from doing my lawn. Okay, but how many black farmers do you know? None, right? No, it is. Just, if you have, well, a, if what's you have the, the farmersonly.com like farmers is the dating site for. I think that is, yeah. Those commercials are so good. <laughs> Catchy ass jingle too. Um, it's called a Are farmer's you on farmersonly.com? I no, I am not. <laughs> I think if you tried to sign into farmersonly.com, you would get a prompt like you lost boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can only set your location as within uh, 5 miles of TD Garden, Boston. <laughs> That's basically just a Celtics fan dating app. It's not farmers yeah. there. Yeah, Celticsonly.com. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if it's if you have a shirt, right? Like a, if you have a, a tan line on your shirt, or you know the tan line of a short sleeve shirt, that's called a mm-hmm. farmer's tan. Yeah. Uh huh. It's white people stuff. Austin uh, Reeves and Caruso for some reason they can never get rid of their tan lines they can never get rid of their farmer's tans neither of them farm they're white <laughs> they white and they're white and they lived in Los Angeles you know what's funny THT had like a farmer's tan for did a he? minute did he I, hate, I I don't get farmer's tans but you know maybe because I don't go outside a lot yeah uh well no I I, I would I would that I I I would uh go so far as to say that you are one of the most outside people that I know I can be one of the most outside people that you know without going outside all that much. During daylight hours? Are you kidding me? Um, all right. So, so today... Wait, so you, wait, you have a tan line. Let's, let's go. Well, all right. So no, I went to, you went to the I, lake. Went to the lake. Um, my, my in-laws have a, a boat. They have their little pontoon. Of course they do. Um, and uh, we took... It was Miles' first day out on the lake. He was mm-hmm. not a fan. Avery loves That's it. My guy, well, well, a- Avery is is all about it. All. She's my she's my daughter. She's a total water baby. Doesn't care if it's cold or warm or whatever water. She just wants. I prefer colder water. Um, she was just all about it. Uh, Miles 
yeah not so much quite a bit less so Okay. And, um, but anyway, the whole time that we're out there, I had a hat that, you know, I was switching back and forth, uh, between, you know, forward and backward and then clearly left it on backwards for way too long. And so now I just have this like bar across my forehead that, that, uh, it's just, it is just not a good look. And I think it's the kind of thing that like only I can see, but then once I point it out and other people notice it, that's all that they can see. Cause Jen's just like, Jen just walked by me this morning. She's like, your stupid forehead. Wear sunscreen, you doofus. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she's a doctor. That seems like yeah. reasonable advice. Yeah, I've I've never been a fan of sunscreen. It's like oily on my hands, and so even now that I burn, I just kind of deal with the burn. So, yeah, but but yeah, I just I can't stop looking at this stupid thing on my forehead. I had a joke, I, I had a joke there that I was going to say, but. Oh yeah, I was going to make fun of myself. Now I'm not going to, because that would have been that would have been the one thing you would have used for promoting this show, and that would not go well for me. <laughs> no, I'm definitely using farmers only. Like okay. that's 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 what I'm going to send out. This okay. no, told, not, turn on I the TikTok. Not on, I am not on farm. No farmers only for me. All right. Uh, today, though, I wanted to talk as this season is about to be wrapped up. Um, and you have, you know, one team in Denver who has like one superstar, one like star, I would say in, in, uh, Jamal Murray, and then a cast of role players. You have Miami, one superstar in, in, in Jimmy Butler, but he's only really a superstar in the playoffs for some reason. So I'm not sure how we do the math there. Purposely. Uh, bam. But to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, Jamal Murray is a superstar in the playoffs. All right, that's fine. Um, but a star in the regular season, um, and and you know, Bam, I think is like a borderline star. You know, he kind of comes in and out. But like in terms of like star power in the series, it just wasn't really there. And I, by the way, I think that's why ESPN has been so terrible at talking about the series. It's like um, they haven't paid attention to either team all year. Yeah, it's been it has been insane to watch Stephen A. Smith be objectively wrong about so much stuff. I think he's actually like he's clearly very uh, charismatic. He's yes. very good at at like entertaining and stuff like that. And also, by the way, he is a hoop head. Like he he is normally really good with with at least not being objectively incorrect. And and in in and in this case, like he said the other day, Jokic isn't a post like a dominant post player. I'm like. What? what yeah, he... and then he got corrected huh? by uh, Redick, and then yeah. he switched it to what he meant by dominant was like physically imposing dominant. Yeah, Jack, which like... he's also though like you can't move way, yes. Jokic. Like, yes, but, <laughs> have you seen? Yeah. No, have you seen just, yeah. these yeah. poor bastards try to move this guy? And he's just like, oh, he's you're a... you're pushing now. He is you're... a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk because I, I kind of wonder um, on a macro level if we are at a point now where 
it isn't just enough to have the stars. For a little while there, you kind of could, right? Like LeBron and Dwayne Wade, when they played together, weren't like the perfect fit, you know, they Dwayne, were once they were once Dwayne Wade in, in year two once Dwayne Wade said, You got it, LeBron. Yeah, but but like but even there though, um Wade isn't really a floor spacer, so what they no, wound up he's having a great, to, he's a great slasher and they took advantage is. of LeBron's passing. And 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 what they eventually wound up doing uh was move Chris Bosch out onto the perimeter so that you Correct. could take advantage of, of Wade's cutting and stuff like that. But like it was that first year, I think they started like nine and nine. It was it was a little yeah, clunky at first. Eight, and, yes. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and and so eventually they made the fit work. But what it really was at the beginning was those three guys saying like, "Yeah, we want to play together. Fit be down. We want to play together. We'll we'll figure mm-hmm. out the fit later." Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just don't think while I'm not here saying that that team wouldn't succeed in this modern league, like they they brought about the modern style of basketball that we're talking about. So I think they'd be perfectly fine. But that approach of, yeah, three stars just get together and they, they decide that they want to play together. I think that's over. I, it's over because these teams are too smart and these teams fit. Oh, you too mean well. it's over. You mean it's over as, as a winning proposition. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, I, they'll try, you yeah. know, well, I'm not saying that stars won't try to do that, but I think it's over also because of the CBA as uh you know given how much how or how little that we know quite about it right now everything is uh indicative of they do not want that type of of behind the scenes movement and and um yeah i think they're trying to end it and i and then again like i just i keep going back to these teams are so smart and these guys play so well that fit does really matter like optimization mm-hmm. on these teams does really matter so um and and like the example the most recent example of of stars just deciding yeah screw fit we'll make it work was lebron ad and russ getting together and saying screw fit we'll just make it work and they couldn't there was a disaster so um do you do you agree with the premise that like that 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 era is you know, kind of going the way of the dodo. Um, and no. do you, do you see, I mean, I, I think the league may be trying to mandate it out, but yeah. Having, having the best three players in a series is still the best way to win. Okay. So I do think though, that fit matters and health matters. Um, because your roster is, is going to be thin kind of by, by nature, your roster is going to be thin. Otherwise, uh, mm-hmm. if you have that many, and it's not even about the stars, it's about the contracts. Right. And, and last week when I was on, which, because you have me on, on this godforsaken Monday was about two days ago. Um, I mentioned that, you know, in reference to you talking about, um, LeBron and, you know, him wanting a, a, a third star, I think we need to, as I said the other day, hopefully you listen to that episode. Um, but if not, to, to repeat myself very quickly, is I think we have to kind of separate the three things because there's a star level contract, there's a star level player, and there's a star level name. And, mm-hmm. you know, some guys check all three boxes, some guys check two of the three, one of the three, whatever. Um, so I do think that if, you, if you're getting star level production from those stars, I do think the more of those guys you can get 
the better. Um, and I do think fit matters more. But what I think is really important during the playoffs, and this is kind of the underreported part of it, is that it's not so much about like, because you're going to have minimum guys, probably. If you have three guys making that level of money, whether they're stars or not, the problem the problem for the Lakers was it wasn't uh, it wasn't about the fit. It was about the fit. But the main thing was you're paying superstar, 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 second highest paid player in the NBA to Russ. And he was the, whatever, 78th best player in the NBA or something, most impactful towards winning player in the NBA. Um, so you're going to be required to have just by nature, generally, you're going to have to have some minimum guys on that roster. You know, hopefully you hit on your draft picks because you, you're going to have those guys anyway. And you're hopefully hit on your, your exceptions, whatever exception you have. So I think the underreported thing though, is that in the playoffs, it's not, it's not so much about like uh, the stars are what wins and loses. So the more of those guys you have the better it's who can get played off the court. And that's what, I think that's what we're seeing with, with, with Denver. Like, I don't think the two guys and a bunch of role players is inherently better. I think it's how many guys can you can play, can play in the playoffs are good enough on one end and at least competent on the other Mm -hmm. end. So they can stay on the court. I think, I think the, the number of those guys that you have, right? Like, Austin Reeves is a minimum guy. I don't even think he doesn't even make the minimum, but mm-hmm. he's good enough to stay on the court. D'Lo was making thirty million, and right uh, for the Warriors, Jordan Poole makes is going to make thirty million. He just can't stay on the court defensively unless he's an absolute flamethrower on offense. Yeah. He can't stay on the court, and Denver doesn't have those guys. Um, all the guys in their rotation, and when you get to the playoffs, you need seven of them probably. And they have seven or eight guys that are good enough on both ends to not get played off the court. So I still like the last the last real attempt at like a a big three, like actually superstar trio, everything else be damned was Brooklyn, right? With Harden and Kyrie and KD. Yeah. And the fit seems clunky, right? Because they're all guys that are just like, we all need the ball. But they're all such good, or were at least at that time, such good offensive players that it just didn't matter. Like, if they were healthy, they would have won, period. I, I have no doubt of that. Now, they yeah, maybe that's I, just I, so I, overwhelmingly offensively talented that fine. But yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, I still think you can win that way. And as I said, again, as I said on the show like yesterday when you had me on, because it was this is a godforsaken Monday and here I am again. Um, <laughs> I, I do Thank think you. I do think there is a I do think there are still uh, there's multiple ways to win is what I said the other day. I yeah. do still think there is a path to if you can do it. Just having such an overwhelming amount of offensive talent because when we when you say big three and stars, it's about offense. I do yeah. think that you can have three guys that are just so overwhelmingly offensive, offensively talented that it's just too much to overcome. Um, you know, it looks like Phoenix was, was trying to do it. Like if, if whatever, if Phoenix, Phoenix had no, no guys, right. They had, they had yeah. their guys. The real problem for Phoenix was Aiton was terrible and then got hurt and 
CP3 got hurt. Mm-hmm. In addition to the fact that they had no nobody after their main two guys. Let's say if they were able to trade... They traded all their wings. And everybody that was going to guard anybody. And, yeah. yeah. And every draft pick, you know, they, they don't have a pick in the year 3000. Let's say they were able to trade Aiton and CP3 for, I don't know, insert a star that's making way too much money. I, there is a world I can't, I'm not going to speak about any player specifically, but they could form like just a big three that is so overwhelmingly offensively talented that I think they would win. And it just really wouldn't matter as long as they were healthy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like you mentioned, guys, you know, like you need Tyler as Hero. many guys. Is this coming who, out today? Are you, are you yeah, I'm probably say, just going to turn right around. Uh, Woj, Woj, Woj said Tyler Hero looks like he's going to yeah. play tonight. Um, I, Not, does he form a big him. three with uh, with Jimmy Butler and, and Bam? Is that what we're, is that, that you he's knew not this? A, he's you not a that. star. No. Um, but like, I, I, like you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you need as many guys who can play in the playoffs as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like in many ways, the playoffs are basically like there's a bunch of stuff. Anybody, like everybody who is in the NBA can do a certain thing, but not everybody in the NBA um, has nobody or has, has nothing in their game that they can't do, right? Like those. Wait, say that again. Not so like everybody in the NBA is there for a reason. There are certain things but, that they can do. But you're saying everybody do. has a weakness. Yeah, at, well, yeah, um, and certainly every non-star has, you know, holes in their game, things that they can't do. Okay. And in the playoffs, you know, with these teams, it's about finding, uh, you know, finding the thing that that team doesn't have on their roster yep. and taking advantage of that thing as often as possible. So, it's, yeah, the, the, the playoffs are, a, 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 you know, have become about, yeah, have become about, like, yeah, what can't that guy do? What can't mm-hmm. that team as a collective do? And how Absolutely. can we take advantage of those things? And and I think when you have three stars on your roster, you wind up having a lot of guys who you like who have too many things that you, you wind up creating too many holes that you hope that the star power is able to cover up those holes or just be so good in, at, at certain things that they can overcome those holes as teams take advantage of those things. But because of the way that the CBA is put together, and because of the second apron here, um, it's it's essentially like do you, do you agree that it's basically a hard cap, right? Like I think we're on the same page there. Like mm-hmm. most teams in the league are going to treat it as a hard cap, and even those teams who don't see it as a hard cap, like there's going to be so much that they won't be able to do roster wise that it will make it really difficult for those teams to exist. I do. Um, I do. I do think that functionally it will, it will, um, yes, let me yeah. say it that way. Yeah, functionally, I think it will operate. Teams will operate um, with it as a hard cap. Yes. So if you have, so this year the the second apron is set at about one hundred and ninety million. Yeah, but um, but this year this year the penalties for passing that are not as punitive. Yeah, right? they're phasing they're phasing stuff in. But yes, continue. Yes, correct. That is correct though. That number is correct. Most NBA superstars are going to be making, we'll say 40 50. To 40 to 50, yeah. Yeah. So you have, uh, if you have three of those guys on your roster, you have 150 million ish devoted to those three guys. 
Uh, and then you have $40 million to fill out the remaining 12 or 11 roster spots that you need to fill. <laughs> um, that's and, really and the other difference, though, is the... I believe I have... And again, you said this a few minutes ago that we don't know exactly. We haven't seen the full CBA yet. Yeah. Um, so some of these are just educated guesses from people that are much smarter than you and I about this. And I am mm -hmm. indeed probably... 99.99999 percentile of CBA knowledge on planet mm -hmm. Earth and probably 80, 85% percentile of people in the NBA. But I, there's people that are much smarter than I am about this stuff. And they have even said that that's basically what, what we're looking at. Um, A hard cast. Yeah, basically. And mm -hmm. that, I mean, here's, here's, here's the other part of it is that at this point, if you have three of those guys, that's basically the salary cap. There is your entire salary cap. If you have three of those guys. So yeah, I, I do think that it is going to be also very interesting this summer um, because I think teams are going to have to do quite a few things to, to prepare for um, next year. Um, but the other the, the other part I wanted to say about them reading this and being smarter about it than I am, even though I've I've read some of it or read what is available, is that that number it has been previously like basically the number that you have, um, you know your your salary number for the year is calculated at the end was the last day of the regular season, and now I believe it's going to be at the beginning of the regular season. Yeah, because they so, want teams that you have to hit the floor. You have to hit so I think we're gonna see I think we're gonna see quite a bit of um movement this summer as teams try to prepare for you know a year yeah. early. Um some of some of the stuff is, is coming into place for this coming season, but the really punitive stuff about you know not the draft picks being encumbered and your draft going 30th and um the trade restrictions where it has to be basically hundred it has to be like exactly matching salary basically and not um plus 125 percent some of that is in place this year the stuff about aggregating salaries and trades like all of that is coming so i think a lot of teams are going to try to get some business done uh this off season in preparation for it yeah um and and so yeah i i just think because look um when and i'm, I'm not i'm not going to try to speak in too much generalization here, but like when stars, like when Katie and Kyrie and James Harden got together, um, when, when, as that was happening, I don't think that they sat there and looked at like their PERs and how they were going to, to function together and their holes defensively or whatever. They were just like, no, we're like, we're good friends. Um, that guy's a bucket. I'm also a bucket. That other guy's a bucket. Nobody can stop the our our three super. And by the way, nobody could. Yeah, yeah. But also they were a disaster. Like because the interpersonal relationships matter and uh Their because defense matters and because YouTube is apparently really addicting. Um do, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I watch about eight hours of YouTube <laughs> a day. I'm not gonna lie. My my daughter is just she the, the number one way we were able to potty train her was to say like, Hey, if you go number one or number two on the potty, you get the tablet. 
And then eventually it was like, if you get number two on the potty, you get the tablet. Now she wakes up every morning, pushes one out and comes, tells us, Hey, can I have the tablet? So yeah, YouTube is very addicting. She loves, she, she's not on main YouTube. She's on YouTube kids, but, but yeah. Um, but anyway, like, I just think because of the CBA and again, I just like the reason I was so excited about the LeBron and AD era is because those guys just seem to fit so effing perfectly. And if they, if they shared their primes together, we're talking about like maybe the most talented dynamic duo that the league has ever seen. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if like LeBron was 27 and best somehow or AD was most talented or like best, both like mm, mm, mm. most talented, <laughs> most talented. I, I don't have a best. No, but most talented. I, yeah, maybe who's the best you saying Pippen and Jordan I mean, Pippen and Jordan's pretty That's good. Pretty good. Magic and Kareem Magic is pretty good. I'm I'm saying Steph that KD is pretty good. See, the thing is, our idea of these guys playing together is only what we have seen from them at this stage of their careers. But I'm saying if like Cavs, no, AD LeBron, has been in second, AD is in, in in his peak. AD AD yeah. Was well, he in moves his... and and we have to treat him like he's a 35 year old veteran. Like so, I if he was if he was like you know a little I mean, less. There was hold on hold on. What there was in the bubble there was a credible i mean it wasn't an argument that i would make but there was a credible argument that ad should have won finals mvp okay yeah and then and then and he's in his and he's in the lakers have had him in his late 20s that that is your athletic peak in the nba period and yet we've like i've spent just as much probably more time fretting over every single time he falls because that might be a 20 game and absence. lebron lebron has had a, a prime i mean yes it's his late prime i guess but lebron has had lebron has had like a 15 year prime yeah but like this is not the best that we've ever seen lebron no miami lebron was the best lebron either Le- miami lebron or, or the to me my second favorite stint, second stint cleveland the 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 year that he almost single-handedly won, he dropped like a 50 point triple double in game 1 of the jr smith the, the, the J.R. Yeah, Smith going uh, the wrong direction. Uh, so like 18. that to me, that to me was the best LeBron that we've ever seen. The combination of, because like Miami LeBron obviously was just a, a, a an Miami other LeBron world was the best athlete. offensive player in the league and the best defensive player in the yeah, league. Yeah, but he just, I didn't think he had like the chess aspect of, of the sport down in the way that he did he in 2018. the chess aspect of the sport down when he was 14 years old. at same yeah, but not, It gets better over, Ryan, over your was, career. Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought like in 2018 is he was still close enough to that type of best on both sides athlete. And I thought he was, you know, he had, he had kind of like, like people, when they say, when they, when they, I haven't done mushrooms or whatever, but they'll say like, they'll take mushrooms and then they'll wake up and then like, they look at the world completely differently. They, they like figured it out or whatever. Um, sure you have. I have not. I've well, not you. No, not, not you. Yeah. Sure. The, the, the nondescriptive everyone, whoever says that. Yeah, sure. You have. Yeah. You got um, it all figured out. Yeah. Um, but like, that to me was like the LeBron where like he wakes up and he actually did figure yeah, out in like the matrix. Thing. Yeah. He was just like yeah. watching him pick apart one of the, probably the best assortment of talent that we've seen 
um, is is was was incredible. Not maybe it was. Um, so it's not anyway, close either. So like if we had if we had, you know, that LeBron and bubble AD for more of the time that AD has been on, you know, for for longer longer stretches mm-hmm. of bubble AD, that to me would be looked at as the best if not like top three duos yeah, but, okay but yeah seen. here the point i think that is being lost in all of this maybe call it top five or top three whatever top yeah. five whatever it is that's an nba history yeah right <laughs> like a top yeah. five duo in nba history but the reason the reason it would like the reason that they are at that level and the reason you know magic and kareem and shaq and kobe and michael and pippen were were at that at those levels we right even, even stephen kd we, um, we didn't even mention shaq and kobe but for a lot of that kobe was was not quite there yet. yeah he was he was pretty young still but like you know though there's like there's an aspect the list, of though. fit you know, there's yeah, an aspect yeah. of, of fit with those guys that like, you know, uh, what's that with, with it. I mean, a, a part of this is there was a different, it's a different NBA now. Right. Like I get, yeah, I was going to say like, I was like with Kobe and Shaq, was there a fit? You know, who's, there's no Inside, spacing, outside. but that's yeah. like, there's no spacing in today's NBA. And that was yeah. not the NBA they were in. So, well, also, also like Shaq was just such an overwhelming offensive presence that like broke backs almost literally like you watched a Kemba Mutombo he, he might have broken his he back. maybe did <laughs> Jared um, Dudley uh, Jared Dudley Chris Dudley would like a word but then but then uh <laughs> Jared Dudley uh but then but then you look at the other end of the court and Kobe was about like as overwhelming a defensive presence in that sport as there was you know his ability Certainly to discard yeah. anybody and yeah like that that Iverson series, Iverson won that you know game one single handedly, and then Kobe was like he like studied sharks, and then said I'm gonna guard Allen Iverson, um, and so then did the orca facts. No, I, no, you can Google that. Like he actually he studied sharks and the way that they moved, and you know it's a very Kobe thing. But he yeah, said that he studied sharks. And, yeah, I went. But, he, I don't even know if YouTube. It's fun to say. YouTube it's fun to say. He didn't watch YouTube. He went and like looked at VHS tapes of sharks yeah. or turned on discovery and watched sharks. And then two nights later implemented their movements into guarding Allen Iverson. That is nonsense. Kobe is so insane Kobe that he thing. probably swam. He probably swam with sharks and was just like, okay, so wait, so when you go super fast here, how are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> how do I, how do I adjust my dorsal fin when I'm going to guard Allen Iverson? Um, I don't want any drag. I love Kobe. Here. I love Kobe. Uh, but but yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think I think though, like the 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 Kyrie KD Harden thing had too many holes defensively to ever reach the heights of the other duos that we have seen. And and in order, and if you're going to have such obvious holes, then you have to be on those guys' levels to make it work. I think in this era of basketball where teams are so smart they are so able to to find those holes and attack those holes over and over and over again and and you know i i i I really and and it's i I don't want to be the person who's sitting here and saying like denver built their team the right way the 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 right way is however you win but to me 
what I what I what I will say about Denver is that like their main acquisitions as they got ready for this title run and now they appear to be potentially a freaking buzzsaw is Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Aaron Gordon was their biggest acquisition I that mean, they didn't draft, right? And and like yeah. when when I like those those players now they it does help that they drafted the best player in the league in like the fifties. And so that's, that's certainly shirts, helpful. But yeah. And then they, and then I they mean, also drafted drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> so, so perfect. They drafted a Chalupa he, and it's just like, so great that he even looks like a Chalupa, but, he certainly but, like, did. <laughs> but, but like, uh, I, I, I just think, and you know, again, I'm not here saying that like, that's the right way to do like, like the, the, the cliched, all the other teams are, are cheating by going out and signing stars. That's not, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying though, is that like those role players that they brought in fitting alongside Jokic to make Jokic the best version of himself and mm-hmm. fitting next to Jamal Murray and helping Jamal Murray be the best version of himself. Like that to me is kind of where the league is going now where, yeah, you, you need stars. I'm not saying that you don't need stars. You absolutely do, but as you also need, as you can get, but you need is you need role players who help make those stars, the best version of themselves. I and agree. therefore that gets reflected upon the role players themselves, right? It's this kind of symbiotic relationship as, as those, as those pieces of the puzzle, puddle, puzzle, puddle, puzzle fit together. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the, the, the Russ AD LeBron thing, and the Kyrie, uh, KD, Harden thing, um, I think what got overlooked there was the extent to which the, the, that trio or those pairings were going to create holes that because of the way that salary structures work in the NBA today, you couldn't plug up. And, and I think you know the next step here is, and look, if a, if a trio does come together and fit that way, like let's say you swap out Kyrie for AD or uh Harden for AD and <laughs> they go 82 and 0. Right, but that's what I mean like like five and go 82 and 0. That's what I mean though, right? Like if you do figure out a trio that fits absolutely perfectly together and and does cover up all of those holes, then like, you know, that is the best version of whatever team that can be put together in in this new iteration of the NBA. But that notwithstanding (laughs) yeah and again without part matters and and the role guys no i agree with you the role guys have to complement right complement the stars um but they also like like those those brooklyn teams had some guys uh claxton who's one of the best defensive players in the league Mm -hmm. now wasn't quite ready yet to be that yeah I give an award out in the playoffs and and this year's recipient is Michael Porter Jr. He gets the Joe Harris award for a shooter that forgets how to shoot in the playoffs. Like that was the other problem. You know, those teams got hurt. Harden got hurt. Kyrie didn't play. It was KD by himself. When it's KD by himself and Joe Harris goes three for all the playoffs (laughs) from three, like yeah, that's not that's not gonna work. So I agree. Angela Russell got the Joe Harris Award in the Western Conference Finals. I don't give it out for the Western Conference Finals. I give it out playoff wide, <laughs> um, and it is going to 
Michael Porter Jr. There's going to be a Sarah. It's after her, after the trophy presentation from Adam Silver to uh, to Michael Malone and Cronky Stone. Yeah, Cronky Stone's the Nuggets and into yeah. the Cronky family after after uh, Silver gives that out tonight. Uh, and then Jokic, who is minus nine thousand, I believe, literally to win yeah. the MVP of the NBA Finals. I'm going to sneak in there and uh, give Michael Porter Jr. like an empty bucket of <laughs> KFC or something to like, because there was empty like buckets. A, it's a joke. It's a, a, a KFC Harrison. bucket with the bottom carved out, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Or, like, or even be better, like, like an empty it'll, bucket. It'll be copper. <laughs> not even like, it's not even bronze. It'll just well, be like, copper. It'll be a, it'll be a KFC Tarnished. bucket. That has like a cover permanently sealed on top, and it's permanently sealed there, and no, nothing can go into the bucket. No, I'm just gonna put. I'm it. gonna put like uh, I'm gonna put plastic yeah. wrap over it. It'll look like it can still go in. You won't be able yeah. to. You won't be able to see that you can't can't get a bucket. Yeah. But uh, so I think that was the Joe Harris award. I'm serious. I always. I mean, I don't like actually give out awards, but I do think of like the Joe Harris award. It's no, this dude, should be a, bit. a shooter who a just bit can't forward. shoot in the play who just like when it matters, just for whatever reason, can't make any shots. Actually, you know, Clay Thompson would, would have been a pretty quality uh, recipient this year, but yeah. uh, I don't, yeah. I didn't go long Do had some games? <laughs> so you do this thing when I, when I, when I make that thank kind God of joke, have, thank God I have Hennessy. <laughs> And like one day, one day as this show keeps growing, I'm, we'll be I'm able to bring in like a, a video, a video person. And I just want to supercut because you make a certain face. Like you make a certain face when I when I make that kind of joke. And it's so defeated. It's just like <laughs> Dilo is exempt from this award. The reason he is exempt from this award is because he's not that type of shooter. Okay. Well, he's normally pretty good. Like he's usually yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a thirty-six career per percent. Yeah, but you have to fall. The, the point of the Joe Harris Award is you have to fall from great heights. Yeah, but you you have to be Icarus, right? Like <laughs> D'Lo has never flown that close to the sun as a three-point shooter. <laughs> um, like I, I like you know. Joe Harris, Joe Harris, and Michael Porter Jr. this year, and Clay Thompson this year. Those guys, like Michael Porter Jr., is like statistically the fourth best shooter ever yeah and that dude can't buy one yeah and it's like multiple years like for whatever michael like, porter jr is like he's he's a again he's like a i think of him as a oh i was talking about joe clay thompson no oh no michael joe harris Port- yeah no, joe harris has done this that's why the, that's why he's the namesake of the yeah award. it's the weirdest yeah. thing yeah it he's makes like no sense i shot 46 percent from three in the regular season on decent volume why are you three for 18 in this series again? Yeah, I, I, and it happens so on often. Good looks. That, like, maybe an off season project is like figuring out a way to explain it or bringing somebody on who can explain it. I have a theory, but I, I, I would, I would like more um, time but to. Those are to the kind, kind of guys on. that you have to get right. If, if you're going to have yeah. the contracts from three stars, those are the things you have to get right. And those guys have to, to do it because he's not playable if he's not making jumpers, right? And in this series, it's, you know, Duncan Robinson has kind of had a, uh, you know, whatever. I suspect Tyler Hero would be, although he's paid like a star. We'll see. You know, Kevin Love. Like, you have to have those guys right. And you have to get contributions from, um, 
like let, let we'll go back like to from the Lakers. You have to get the other stuff right. If you have Russ and LeBron and AD, you have to get the other stuff right, right? And so Kendrick Nunn, who is your exception, right? The most money you can spend on the exception. Yeah. If you get nothing, like literally nothing, because he didn't play a second. He played as much Perfectly as you and I did. You're done, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Malik Malik was really good, so that that worked well, but you have to get all of those right. And mm-hmm. you have to have an Austin, like this year, a guy who makes the minimum or less than And your the stars need to be stars. Russ wasn't a star. Also true. That also helps. You know? Like, he was not... And the health is a... The health has to... Yes. Yeah, but like... There's less margin for error. Even when they were healthy together, I never felt like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. You know? Like, I, I, at no point while those three play together did I ever think, okay, this is a championship caliber trio. Because Russ was too bad. Like, everybody always talks about the offense and the mislayups and the turnovers and all of that stuff. But he was an unmitigated disaster defensively far more often than not. Like... <laughs> Look, if you have somebody, if you have somebody making forty-seven million, that your uh, coach. And by the way, shout out to—I don't think I did this last, last week, which when I was what? on, which was Frank? a day ago. But shout out to Frank. Frank I, Frank's a really good guy, and he's a damn good coach. But is he taking um, Phil Handy from us? No. Okay. Cool. No. Did I just break news there? Should I? Should. <laughs> did I speak out of turn? No. I don't. I, yeah. How about this? Let me. Let me. Let me backpedal. I do not expect I I do not expect uh, I do not expect Phil to be coaching in Phoenix next year. How's that? Um, I have to give qualifiers. I do not expect mm-hmm. I I would do be ex- I, I would be do surprised if Phil Handy was not. Do you, do you expect him to be coaching the Lakers next year? I do. All right, cool. I would be surprised if Phil Handy was not back with the Lakers next year. How about that? I I mean, at some point he's going to have to leave because, like, I don't think Darvin Ham is going anywhere anytime soon. And he wants to be a head coach. It's just that nobody has made him a head coach, or really seemingly for some reason given him the the pathway to becoming a head coach. So, like, so long as he wants to stay with the Lakers, um, cool. <laughs> um, I expect him to be back. Yeah, with I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, now I don't even remember what I was what I was gonna say, but um, shout out to shout out to uh, to Frank. Frank. Oh, so yeah, what I was gonna what I was gonna say. The reason I brought Frank up is if you have a forty seven million dollar player, which is you know whatever more than a third of the salary cap, and the coach has to consider whether or not you are a good option to close NBA basketball games against Orlando on a Tuesday in February. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah. All right. Uh, that That's a good place to end it, essentially. That's, that you. that right there was essentially the point of this entire, so 53 minutes in, that's really all that we needed to say. I apologize for everybody, uh, to everybody for wasting time. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. This is what you do. This is, well, I mean, look, frankly, you've dragged me into this shit. This is what we do. What do you mean? <laughs> Are you why are you apologizing for the basis of your career? Yeah, well, people enjoy wasting time with you. That's that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. <laughs> no. Um, all right, that is going to do it though for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. I am going to turn this around and release it here as we get ready for a finals game. After the finals game, I will recap. Uh, it and this season it in in uh, at, a, at a macro level for tonight's lowdown 
and then we will be in the off season. And there's a whole bunch of shit that we have to get to in the off season. We've already started talking about it, right? Um, I've had a few people on to talk about what the Lakers off season might look like, right? Jake Fisher, Aaron, you have helped out, helped out with that, uh, also. And then, um, you know, I had Ricky O'Donnell on Friday's episode to start looking at the draft as well. So check out all of that, um, as we get ready for a fascinating off season. And really, I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about what this off season might entail, which is terrifying, but, but still, it is uh, what it is. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul, and this was the Lakers Lounge.